On the Newman Jets Audio Network, this is the JetCast, the official podcast of Newman University Athletics, featuring exclusive interviews with coaches, players, administrators, and more. The JetCast podcast is brought to you by Ascension Via Christie, Donlinger Construction, Pizza Ranch, Mel Hambledon Ford, Eck Agency, Dr. Brennan Lucas and Advanced Orthopedic Associates, Keystone Solid Surfaces, Big Corner Creative, and by Pepsi. Here's the voice of the Newman Jets, Blake Cripps. The Newman Jets volleyball team has started 6-5 and five on the year 1-1 one and one inside the MIAA. And to chronicle that, here we are on another edition of the JetCast with Coach Marisa Compton, first-year head coach of Newman Jets volleyball. Coach, thanks so much for the time. Thanks for having me. Well, Coach, uh, a start to the year, a winning record, obviously. Um, a very exciting week of action last week. I know that you would have hoped the record would have been a little bit different, but boy, the matches were very, very exciting to watch, and the atmosphere at Fugate Gymnasium was incredible. Um, what What are your thoughts on, on last week's one and two week for the Jets that was really not that far away from being a really good 2-0 start in MIAA play? I thought it was a good start for us. Um, and yes, we were hoping that we could come out of the weekend 2-0, but um, you know, we lose a close one to pit in five um and uh you know it's early and all these matches just give us an opportunity to learn a little bit more about our team and and what we need to improve on and and what we're good at one thing that everybody has talked to me so much about and it's such a you know tired cliche word that you know it, we we talk about it so much does it really even mean anything it's oh well we have such good chemistry or you'll watch ESPN and they'll say oh well this team's chemistry isn't any good but so many of your players have brought up the chemistry and how fun they how much fun they're having being a part of this team being coached by you what do you think has been the catalyst for these girls to come together and have such a good start to the year and also come together and just be formed such great bonds and friendships like they have on this team? Um, I think it started in the spring. I think this group was really motivated after last season, and they kind of got that little bit of taste of success and felt like, um, you know, they could do more. And so I think having that common goal kind of united the group. Um, and then, you know, it's something we talk about in our team um, that, you know, we talk about they don't all have to be best friends, but I'm like, if you can respect one another and be good teammates, that um, usually that leads to good relationships um, with your teammates. And so that's something that I think they've kind of bought into. Um, you know, I think another thing that helped is almost all of our players live on campus and live with each other. There's uh, three of our Wichita kids that live off campus, but the rest of them are all on campus. And we had some that were Wichita kids that wanted to be on campus because they wanted to be able to spend time with their sure. teammates and, and get to know them better. And they felt like they were missing out um, after practice, you know, when they were hanging out in the dorms that they were just missing out on some of that, that team bonding. Well, and you guys have so many. Uh, that was something that Coach Lugo started, but you've continued it. So many Kansas kids as part of this team, whether they are either native Kansans or you're bringing them in from Kansas Community Colleges. Obviously, we've got a former Jayhawk coach here, so it's not a big surprise that you probably have a very high opinion of the Jayhawk volleyball. And, you know, when you've got Butler County Community College getting fourth in the NJCAA tournament, probably should have a pretty high opinion. But uh, what has that done for your culture and just getting the the Newman name out to bring in all these Kansas kids from Kansas towns playing Kansas Community College volleyball? 
Um, I think you take a certain pride. Like, as a Kansas native, I think you understand the tradition of the MIAA, and so you know what you're getting into. And I think there's kind of a little bit of pride in wanting to to bring Newman um, into that mix of the (laughs) MIAA schools um, as a competitive team. And, and, uh, you know, that's what a lot of these kids that have come here, they talk about they want to, you know, bring Newman to the next level and, and, you know, when they leave here, know that they left it better than they found it. And not only that, but you are also, if I if I recall correctly, not only a former Jayhawk coach, but also a former uh, Jayhawk Community College volleyball player for one year. It was at Neosho, wasn't it? Yes. It was at Neosho. So you kind of have an understanding of where that comes, of, of how that works and went on to play at Austin P. What has... What do you think has been the biggest takeaway that you've had from your own college career that's informed how you have chosen to coach? Not necessarily the X's and the O's, although if you want to mention that, that's totally fine, but just in terms of how you want to build a program. Um, You know, I was lucky to play for some great coaches, um, and all of them, I think the common denominator among them was hard work. And they talked about, you know, success. It's There's no magic to it there's no secret to it it takes hard work and so that's something that we really talk about um with our team is is working hard every day and working to get better um you know I was lucky enough to play like you said at Neo Show and uh junior college it's a little bit different it's I feel like it's a grind uh we don't get the same rules that they do at NCAA so uh preseason's a little bit longer a little bit more work so I think that prepared me well for the and next you guys level. start they like they start you guys are playing in Jayhawk by the time MIAA play has started Jayhawk has been going it seems like for a month at that yeah, point we start August they start August 1st yeah so, it's um, a long season yeah um and then going to Austin P and being a part there um you know as a player it just gave me an opportunity to see high level volleyball um and I think I learned a lot of the strategy part of the game um at that level because there was a lot more uh, like I said, it's a lot more strategic and a lot sure. of more like moving pieces and figuring out kind of like technical. a chess match and figure out, okay, if they do this, what can we do? And so, um, you know, I've incorporated that um, into my coaching as well. Well, and it's also, it's been evident because there have been times when, you know, there has been a set that hasn't gone so well or part of a set. And then all of a sudden here come the jets with a run at the end and let's run down last week's action here on episode 72, by the way, coming up next, we will talk with a senior middle blocker. Or I think actually she's a middle hitter on the, on, she could be a block Aurora hit her with how she played last week, but out of Topeka, Abby Burrow won another one of these Kansas kids who played in the Jayhawk, and then Dylan Grunzel, our women's soccer coach, in his first year, he'll come up next on the show as well. But Drury, there were so many of those, and we talked in in post game about how you guys got off to bad starts, but made adjustments, was able to get back into those sets, and in each and every one, and you scored at least twenty points in every set you've lost this year, I believe, except for set four against Pitt State, you've scored at least twenty points. Missouri Southern, you come from a setback and get three straight, and then the Pitt State match obviously was incredible. Let's go down that Pitt State match a little bit where you guys, you know, 16-14 in the fifth, and boy, that last play just kind of – I, I seem to recall just not a great first pass there mm-hmm. and kind of had to try to lunge it over and just couldn't get it. Um, and a 5-2 lead in that fifth set that you 
couldn't hold on to. You know, in your mind, that was the one that really got away. Drury, of course, you would have loved to have had. But um, as you mentioned in postgame, not an MIAA match. Doesn't matter. Let's get the MIAA games. And you you almost did beat the Gorillas. Would have been the Jets' first ever win over Pittsburgh State. And you had them sweating until the end. What do you think is the difference in that match as you think about it now a few days after? Um like I said, I think our service eve passing um, wasn't as good. And, and we've talked about it as a team all year, like all year long, our service eve passing and our serving are going to be the two most important things for us. If we can do those two things well, especially service eve pass, um, we give ourselves a chance in every match. Um, but when we're struggling with that, um, it just puts us in positions um, offensively that unless you've got you know, we don't have the biggest outsides and that's no secret. And so, um, you know, it puts them at a disadvantage when they're facing, you know, two blockers. And you guys this season have, you know, you mentioned the adjustments that you guys have made, you know, how much of an adjustment do you feel like you can make with this team? I think a lot of coaches come into a first year program and they don't really know what they have, but, I think back to the, you know, you guys changed up your rotations. You left Sal in the back row when you guys were struggling. You know, you had a lot of people struggling in that Missouri Southern match in terms of serve receive. You guys made adjustments against Pittsburgh State, really dropped their hitting percentage, a couple of those sets after dropping a set early. It just feels like you've got a good handle on what you can try with this team. What do you think gives you the ability to maybe come in and be more comfortable in your first year than maybe most first-year coaches would be? Um, I think the credit goes to the players. Um, they've got the volleyball IQ to, for me to make those in-game adjustments and them to make the adjustments. Because I could, I could make all the adjustments I want as a coach, but they have to be able to execute sure. those adjustments. And I think that this group, um, you know, we've tried out some things early, and and they did a good job of making those in-game adjustments. So um, it just makes me feel comfortable that we can throw those things in there. And a lot of times we talk about some of this stuff, you know, in practice um, after watching film and, and we talk about some of them. So they're familiar with it. Um, but yeah, it's, the credit goes to them for being able to execute that in game. Well, one thing that has really improved as the season has gone along, you guys who watched last year will recall how dominant the Jets were at the net. They made a massive improvement from 2019 to 2021, thanks to J.D. Key and Imani Jones playing at the net. You guys had been competitive at the net, maybe not dominant, but boy, you guys put a couple of dominant performances together didn't end up in quite two wins but it gets Missouri Southern and uh, Pittsburgh State you guys look like you were back to being that team of the net uh, thanks in large part to our next guest who is coming up here in a little bit Abby Burrow what do you feel like the front line and we got to throw Ozia Jekwu in there as yeah. well in a, with a, in a big, very big way what do you think those two have kind of brought to the table to your block in the first week of MIAA play that obviously you'll hope to see this weekend in Kearney and in Fort Hayes. Yeah, both of them, um, you know, they're taller and they both jump really well. Um, so they put up a big block and um, it's happened a couple times this year that those two have the ability with their blocking to change the momentum of a match in a big way. Um, and I feel like blocking or getting a stuff block in a match is just one of those things that is a huge momentum swing and um you know like i said they've both done it at big points in matches when we've been going on a run that i think have kind of got us over the hump some to make a comeback there have been many people who have said you know in this 
new era. And volleyball can be just as statistically driven, I think, especially, you know, when we're living in the, you know, with the wizard of Wichita and Chris Lamb and, and his, you know, crazy ideas over there that have certainly worked for him. But, you know, there's this idea that, well, there's not really such a thing as, a mom- as momentum. Teams just kind of play to their level and everything balances out. You know, I wouldn't maybe contend that those people have never watched a volleyball match because I don't know how you can watch a volleyball match and not think that, you know, like, okay, yeah, this this play catapults and, you know, momentum is real in volleyball. Absolutely. And there can be multiple momentum swings in one set alone. Yes. Um, and uh, I think that's what makes it an exciting game to watch. And, uh, takes years off my life as a coach. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it's definitely something that, um, you know, and I think that's, that's part of why we don't ever quit is because we know that if we can get that momentum going back our direction, um, it can, can cause some things to happen. Well, I think after getting, you know, dominated like you guys did in the fourth set, there have been a lot of teams that would have been a little bit shell-shocked because that, frankly, to you guys, that hasn't happened this year mm-hmm. at all. You guys have been in every single set, even when it looked dire, you know, down 24-17 in two different sets to Drury. Um, here come the Jets with a 4-0 run in both sets. Actually, in the third set, you had a 5-0 run against the Panthers. So what does it say about the character of this team that you guys did come back in the fifth set with such a strong start and then after you know giving the lead away then put another run on on Pittsburgh State and made them earn it at the service line at the very end it was about 14-14 match yep um yeah this group um I think it comes from you know we've had some sets that have that has happened and we've come back from and it gives you just a little bit of confidence in those situations and also I think these girls do a good job of keeping their composure they know that um a match can change with any one play. And so they just kind of keep their heads about them and don't get too high or too low most of the time. Um, And so um, I think that's been helpful in those situations. Well, I do want to ask you about Abby Burrow, who's going to be our guest next here on the show. What do you like about this former Washburn Rural Junior Blue, a former Greyhound, another one of these former Jayhawk College community, uh, community college volleyball players, and what she brings to your team? Because she's the kind of player that, you know, did bust out for a huge uh, career-high seven blocks against Missouri Southern, I believe. And then the very next night didn't have quite as many blocks, but hit over 400 against Pittsburgh State so she can bring a big block to the net but also some very efficient scoring for you too yeah um I was really excited about the opportunity coach Abby I got to watch her from the other side at Fort Scott and um that's a couple of that (laughs) one of those Fort Scott teams was pretty tough weren't they yeah her freshman year they uh her team went to nationals sixth Um, place by the way and we've played three of her teammates last week yes one at Drury and one at Pitt from that group so uh yes very familiar with them but yeah Abby was somebody that I was really excited to get an opportunity to work with um she's a fantastic person um she works really hard um she is not only a volleyball player but she's a nursing student right now so she's you know going through the rigors of the nursing program while being a successful student athlete um but she's just one of those kids that she's not very like loud and like boisterous but like she just gets her job done and um you know she's somebody that just has been pretty consistent for us this year um I think she gained a lot of confidence in her abilities this spring um and I feel like she's playing a lot more comfortable and just like going out and playing and um obviously this weekend you can see what she's capable of only two more questions for you coach uh next up you've got two top 10 teams in three weeks 
welcome to MIAA Volleyball. You're no stranger to top 25 matchups playing in junior in the Kansas Community College League. The Jayhawk has been strong for a number of years. They don't always have teams as strong as Butler were last year, but they do have very consistent participation in the national tournaments from the Cowleys to the, of the world to yep. Butler and, and, and Fort Scott as well. And you guys, Neosho was number eight your first year there. So how do you get the team ready for this top 25 matchup that's coming up against Nebraska Kearney and also just the mindset of playing a top 25 team, especially when you know that Newman last year, despite the record, was completely competitive in several sets against the top 25? Um, I think, you know, we have to make sure that we prepare the best way possible. um, And then we just have to go and um, play consistent and play our best. If we give our best efforts and don't win, then I'll be happy. Um, But, uh, you know, it's great experience um, to play those teams. It kind of gives you a chance to figure out, you know, where you're at as a program um, and what you have to work on. And, but, these are the matches to me that are exciting, right? You get a chance to go play a ranked opponent. And um, in our minds, like, we don't have anything to lose. They're the ranked team. Um, they're the ones that are expected to win. So we get to have that underdog mentality. Um, and, I, and I think that bodes well for us. Um, yep. Yep. You know, that's kind of been where we've been at all year long. Um, but, you know, there are some things that we are going to have to execute. We're going to have to serve aggressive. Obviously, they're very good offensively, and they've got a lot of weapons. Um, so we've got to get them out of system to help, you know, eliminate those those players. And um, then I think, like I said earlier, we have to be able to pass well to get in system. When we're in system, um, we can do some really good things too. Um, but I think a big thing for us right now is just figuring out that consistency piece. Last I checked, Nebraska Kearney number seven in the country. That was his last week. Not sure if they went up or down, but uh, either way, if they went up or down, the Lopers are a respect guy. I think they're within the last five years. They were a runner-up in the NCAA. And then uh, the next home match, by the way, on the 23rd of September, 6 p.m., which you can hear on the Newman Jets Audio Network, newmanjets.com slash listen. Uh, they're the defending runners-up in the national tournament. So Nebraska Kearney on Friday, 6 o'clock for the first serve, and then the next day at Fort Hayes State for a 2 o'clock first serve. You can watch both of those matches, the MIAAnetwork.com slash Newman. Going to be a tough road trip, Coach, but best of luck to you girls as uh, to you and your girls as you head out west. Thank you. I appreciate it. Abby Burrow joins us next. We'll see what her thoughts are on her big matches last week and, of course, playing the top 10 Lopers when we return to the JetCast. From the moment you walk through the doors at Ascension Via Christi, you'll hear the sounds of hope, health, and strength. Because Ascension Via Christi is more than just hospitals, ERs, and clinics. Ascension Via Christi teams start by understanding you, your health, and your life to deliver the care that's right for you. Connected to a national network of care and the expertise of a wide range of doctors and specialists. Ascension Via Christi in Wichita, listening to you, caring for you. Find a doctor online at healthcare.ascension.org. Hi, this is Joanna Pryor, Director of Athletics at Newman University. Follow the Jets all season long by downloading the free Newman Athletics app. Get live schedules, stats, rosters, and access to live play-by-play coverage on the Newman Jets audio network by downloading the Newman Athletics app today. Download the Newman Athletics app for free on Google Play or the App Store. And don't miss a single moment of jet power this season. Newman Jets Volleyball getting set for a road trip out west 
as they continue their opening of MIAA play on the road to play. We just actually looked it up in on the break. The number eight team in the country, the Nebraska Carney Lopers, and then Fort Hayes State the very next day. Abby Burrow joins me here. Middle hitter, six-foot senior from Topeka, Kansas. Only senior on the roster. Second on the team in hitting percentage, 247. Second on the team in blocks, and she had a couple of massive block games and one massive hitting game last week. Abby, we wrapped up the show, I think, with volleyball with you last year, so I think it's appropriate we have you on the first show for volleyball this year. Thanks so much for being back on. Of course. Thanks for having me. A 6-5 and five start to the year. I know that, boy, it would have been great to, to upset those Pittsburgh State Gorillas, but what are your thoughts on the first 11 matches? Well, I think as long as we're doing better than we did last year, I think we're off to a pretty good start. You guys are off to a better start. You personally had a massive game, actually two different games. You had a 407 hitting percentage, 12 kills, your six-time 10-plus kills against Pittsburgh State. And then you had a career high in blocks against Missouri Southern with seven total blocks. So it it was two different matches doing different things, but um, a very good start to MIAA play for you. What do you think allowed you to have the success that you did uh, in very different ways in those two matches well I think against Missouri Southern a big part of it was just all of our energy we had great team chemistry the the fans were really loud they really contributed a lot which was very appreciative but I just think I don't know just really dug deep that game it it, it really feels like you guys have bought in and the fans were a little bit late coming on Saturday but they did get there and we're still about eight deep but that Friday match against Missouri Southern I mean it was why I cannot recall an event you know as you know I watch a lot of games in there, basketball Uh and volleyball. I cannot recall an atmosphere like that since before the – it has to go back to before the pandemic. What was it like playing in that atmosphere at home? I don't know, man. It was really nice to have all that energy for not having it a lot last year either. Just – I don't know. It really fuels us. You – had a couple of in that Pitt State match especially it seems like they were working you getting you in motion offensively and there were a couple on the slide that looked like they may have been shot out of a shotgun when they came off of your arm Um, what do you like about getting going and obviously right-handed hitter so you're going to your right Mm -hmm. but what do you like about getting moving before you get your set oh I just I love to chase it down and then just having that drive just like bouncing it to the floor. I don't know. It's just an amazing feeling. Oh, well, I mean, it, it was amazing to call as well. What's it been like to try to get on the same page with Mackenzie Weaver? Obviously, the plan last year was to have her split the time with Jenna DeVore. Mm -hmm. Certainly the injury to her prevented her from getting as much experience she wanted, but she's come in and really had command of this offense. What's it like working for you as a hitter Mm -hmm. with just one setter versus being in like a 5-2 like you guys were last year where you guys have two different setters and the timing's not quite always the same? What's it like going to a one-setter situation? I will say having just one setter has its perks because you just have to focus on that one hitter-setter connection, but she's got to remember a lot <laughs> yeah oh of course well and and is that something that she I mean we'll probably have to have Mackenzie Weaver on the show at some point we had her on mm-hmm. for post game but do you guys as 
hitters do you guys all have like does she just have to know okay well abby likes it to be kind of this timing and then ozzy likes this and then riley wants it to have this kind of spin is that something do you guys all have your individual tendencies pretty much um i will say last year we all kind of had about the same tendencies but now that we got ozzy in here her sets are a little higher than everyone else's sure so it, it takes some adjusting well seven total blocks against missouri southern you were a force at the net especially after that first set were there any adjustments that you had to make to be as effective at the net? And how do you take, you know, the positive? Because I think you had multiple blocks against Pittsburgh State, too. Obviously, you're not going to get seven blocks every match. Yeah. Ozzy's also not going to get eight blocks every match. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, when you know you can do that, how much confidence does that give you that you can, you know, be a factor at the net in, in some of these MIAA matches? Well, after that first one, like – it, it's easier to go back and just keep getting more because you're getting fired up and you just want to keep getting more. Coach said, you know, you're not necessarily the loudest person. You're not the biggest, you know, like rah, rah. But I will I will note for the fans that are watching here and those listening on, on the, the podcast, you know, when she gets a big kill, you know, I can't hear because, you know, the crowd is going. Yeah. But there does appear to be a yell that comes out <laughs> from you when you do get a kill. So it does appear yes. that, you know, you will get excited. Oh, yeah. It'll happen. The <laughs> What's the transition been like for you? Coming in last year, you're a junior college transfer. You're coming in, like Coach said, maybe not the most talkative on the court, which you know I know is something you've worked on. But now you're the only senior on this on this roster, and you know maybe you're not the captain, but you're still the senior leader on this yeah. team. What's that change been like for you personally? Well, at first it was like just trying to get warmed up to like you know the new ones coming in, um, but just making sure like everyone's on the same page. We all have the same energy. Um, we we all have that common goal of just wanting to win. So you are obviously not coming here in one of the lower tier academic programs. Not that there are any lower tier academic programs at Newman, but uh, the Newman Nursing Program not a famously easy program to try to do what you're doing. Being a student athlete, there's a lot of clinicals. We talked to Haley Albers about this from women's basketball a few years mm -hmm. back. You know, you've got a lot of you know, stuff that you've got to take care of over, I'm assuming you're living, well, on campus, off campus, doesn't matter. There's a lot of books that you have to take care of. How do you go about trying to balance all of that with the travel, with being a leader, with get the practice, and also, you know, trying to have some sort of a, a social life? Yeah, it, it's definitely a lot. Time management is a really big part of it. The early mornings you have to adjust to, but in the end, like, you know, academics are first, but when I come to practice, it's a time for me to take a break. What, what has been the biggest change for you going from Coach Lugo to Coach Compton? And what is it like being a part of, you know, because Coach Lugo, obviously, it was a huge step forward for the program, was the third biggest program increase in wins in a single season mm -hmm. in Newman history. So you guys kind of got the ship turned around. And now, obviously, you're trying to take the next step this year. What's it been like with the coaching transition? I know you had a lot of love for Coach Lugo. And obviously, you guys seem to be flourishing under Coach Compton. What's it like being coached in a Coach Compton program? I don't know. It's it's different having, you know, a female coach. I feel like we have better connections personally with our um, also having experience under JUCO, like she kind of has this, those same like structural kind of morals, um, which I think is something that definitely helps us from coming from. And she year. said you, she was excited to coach you because uh, your Fort Scott team, your freshman year, mm -hmm. when she was coaching in Neosho, you guys were a bit of a problem. <laughs> 
weren't you? <laughs> I suppose you could say that. Where, how, what's it been like playing some of those former teammates? Because it seemed like we were just every – I was doing my game prep like, well, we got another Fort Scott Greyhound, another <laughs> Fort Scott, and another yep. all teammates of, Ab, of Abby Burrow. Yeah, it, it's nice to see them and see how much they've improved as well. And I think it makes the games even more competitive. Well <laughs> – that kind of leads into my next question here. Speaking of competition, uh, you guys have not exactly uh, got the cupcake part of your schedule coming up here with two top 25, in fact, two top 10 matchups in the next three. You guys last year, despite not being where you wanted to be in the standings ultimately, you guys were extremely competitive, took a set from Central Missouri, took a set from Northwest Missouri State, and uh, probably, you know, I think all things being equal in your heart, no, probably could have taken, maybe even should have taken that first set from Washburn as well here in, in Topeka. So you guys definitely have the mindset and the experience to know what it takes to win a set. So what do you use from last year? Obviously, the newfound confidence you had this year, and certainly not that Fort Hay State is going to give you the match when you show up on Saturday, but um, you a huge challenge and an opportunity coming up against the number eight Lopers on Friday. How is the senior leader? Do you try to set this team up to have the right mindset to go up there and, and make the Lopers work a little bit? Yeah. Well, I mean – Knowing that they've got us ranked pretty low, it like we have not a whole lot to lose, sure. and we've got a lot to prove. So yeah, uh, well, I mean, if there are ten more ten volleyball teams that are better than you in the MIAA, I mean, I'd like somebody to show me who they are. So yeah. we'll we'll see how that shakes out with the standings at the end of the year. Once again, six o'clock for the first serve on Friday. That's against the Lopers in Nebraska, Kearney, Nebraska. The MIAA.network.com slash Newman, the number eight Lopers, and then Fort. Hayes State the very next week. The next home match, the 23rd, against number two Washburn. So that's the next time we would love to have. I mean, what I'm going to give it over to you here for the last few moments. What kind of a crowd do we need in here when number two Washburn, they're probably, they may be number one at that point, who knows, but what kind of a crowd do you need to see over there, especially in that student section on that corner of the gym when Washburn comes calling here in about a couple weeks? <laughs> How about every coach just tells their team to show up? <laughs> okay, we'll just leave it at that. So that's the next time you can hear these ladies on the Newman Jets Audio Network. Watch them this weekend on the road, com slash Newman, Friday and Saturday, Nebraska Kearney, Fort Hay State. Abby, thanks so much for the time and good luck. Mm -hmm. Thank you. We'll be wrapping up the show with Coach Gruntzel talking women's soccer right after this on the JetCast. Hi, friends. Phil Nightingale, General Manager of Mel Hamilton Ford. I would like to tell you about our new tool, Virtual Express. Mel Hamilton Ford has added this tool for you, our customers. Virtual Express will allow you to do some or all of your car buying process right from your computer. Do as much or as little as you want. It's all up to you. Do you want to fill out some of your information to save time or do the whole buying process online? You make the choice. You can take delivery of your new or pre-owned vehicle right from your home. Mel Hamilton Ford, experience the difference. Experience the difference online at mhford.com. The Newman Jets are now full members of the MIAA. Now we need your full support. Help the Jets soar by joining the Aviator Club. Newman's premier level of athletic support. Your assistance directly impacts student-athletes and can be designated for facilities, uniforms, media coverage, or your favorite team. Receive exclusive benefits and support the Navy in Red at newmanjets.com slash aviatorclub. That's newmanjets.com slash aviatorclub. Or call 316-942-4291 and ask for athletics. Wrapping up the second week of the show of fourth season of the JetCast with 
Dylan Grunzel in his first year as the women's soccer coach here for the Jets. Coach, season one, finally getting started. It's been a long time. You were hired a while ago, very early after the end of last season. How does it feel to finally be able to get onto the soccer pitch and, and actually see this team actually work with them on the field this fall and, and obviously move it into this season? Uh, it's been fun so far. Um, like I said, we had a lot of new players so far and, and getting used to uh, not only you know how they play with each other, um, but just trying to find their tendencies, things that we want to build upon, things that we want to clean up. So it's it's been challenging but fun with so many players. Like, so we have about 35 on the roster this year. So it's uh, it's had its challenges, but it's it's challenged them to grow as people and as players, and challenged me to become a better coach. So well, I, I know I know that obviously in terms of the record, it's not been what you would have liked to start the year. But I'm sure that you also knew coming in as a first year head coach, probably weren't going to come in and just tear thing tear the doors off of things in the MIAA with as many good soccer programs as there are coming in. So in spite of the record, where do you think you guys are right now in terms of where you thought you'd be? And do you feel like you're seeing improvements week in and week out? Yeah, I mean, it's, I think, you know, I always, my wife reminds me, be patient um, because you have, you know, we brought in 19 new players with, you know, 16 returners and trying to get not only all those players to gel with each other, um, but to uh, work with a different coach because they're all coming from a different coach and all to get on the same page. It will always have its challenges no matter how good your players are. Um, so uh, I think they've started to figure this, some things out and what we're asking of them and how we try to play. Um, and they're figuring out some, some things about themselves. Like I've, as, as far as a group, like culturally, they really support each other and help each other. There, there's a girl in my office at least every day, at least one, asking like what things they can work on. We watch film together. They watch film together. So it's been great so far as far as like their overall culture and the things that they want out of the program. So you can see the growth in that, which is really exciting that there's a lot of buy-in from the players. I know that with the, the scores have not been where you wanted it, 2 nothing loss against Roger State, but you have been tightening up, getting closer as the season's gone along. What are some of the things you saw against the Hillcats that you think that maybe the Jets can take forward as MIAA play is right around the corner for you guys? I think players are getting comfortable with each other. They're starting to understand uh, tendencies of their own players. Um, but also I think they, they showed a lot of grit. Um, they didn't give up. They kept working. They kept trying. Um, they were blocking shots. Um, they were defending hard. They were working together, trying to hit the right pass, trying to protect the ball better. So it's like I said, it's a work in progress. And I thought they did a great job of just from day one to now, you can see they're cleaning up. They're getting fitter as the season rolls on. Their first touch is getting cleaner. So, like I said, it's it's progress, and that's what we want them to do is step forward every day. I know that in the Roger State match and in this season as well, just trying to generate more shots has been a real focus for you in the offense. What do you feel like the offense needs to do to get more shots? And then once you're getting shots consistently, try to increase the quality of those shots. Uh, I think being fearless. Um, I think sometimes we want to hit the perfect pass or have the perfect touch, and that just doesn't always happen in games. It's Sometimes it's not quite there, but still it's, okay, how can I adjust my body to hit the right shot or make the next pass that can set up a quality shot for us? So I think it's just them having a little bit of courage to fail at times and keep trying those things. Like I said, we, we had six corners against Rodgers. We were unsuccessful on the six, but we've created some chances, created good opportunities, and now it's just cleaning up those things and 
putting some of those corners in the back of the net. I know that defensively, you guys were under a lot of pressure. Roger State did put a lot of shots on goal. What does it say about your defense that you guys had such a disparity of shots, put a lot of pressure on your defense, but only allowed those two goals despite the shot disparity? What do you feel like is the strength of your defense? Uh, I think that they're, they're willing to block anything and everything, uh, but I think they've protected in and around the box really well. So we're forcing shots from a distance that a lot of them are easy for our goalkeeper to deal with. Um, so, like, that was a big thing. And our goalkeeper came up with some really nice saves. Um, but overall, we're making teams have to work to score. Um, both goals, like I said, we made some mistakes in the back on just some bad clearances. So we, we clean up little things as we go. And, you know, that game could be a 0-0 tie, uh, regardless of how much they outshot us from. So those are things that I like from them is they understand that process. We understand that we may get outshot from in games. But as long as we're willing to work, we're able to clean up some things, like we're always going to be in the game. Northeastern State and Roger State coming up Friday and Sunday to open up MIAA play 7 o'clock and then Sunday at 1 o'clock. Maria Stevens has been one of the leading goal scorers for you. She's actually going to be joining us on next week's JetCast. So make sure if you're a women's soccer fan, want to tune in next week to hear it, newmanjets.com slash podcast or, of course, on the Newman Athletics channel. So I want to ask you about her before the people see her next week on YouTube or listen to her. What's it been like to have Maria around and what do you think she brings to the team? Uh, she brings in, um, I think, a, a tenacity that is very hard to match. Like, she works hard. She's done everything right from day one to come in here. And um, she's trying to end her season or in her senior year on the best note possible. Um, so we've asked her to be a leader, which at times that, that's, that's not what she's been asked to do in the past. And that's what we're asking for this year. And she's really stepped into the role and trying to hold players accountable. And she stepped up on both ends. Like she's one of our one of our best defenders, and she's, I think, tied for the team leading goals with two. So, you know, she's doing it on both ends, and we, we've put her in some different positions. We've asked her to do more. Um, but she's, like I said, same thing. She's really holding on to that and grasping that. Um, that role, she comes in about film. She wants to see things. She helps the younger players develop. So she's not only looking at it from her own personal investment, but she's investing in our future in the program, um, which I think is great out of our seniors is – you know, what are the, what's the mark you're going to leave on the players when you're gone? What are they going to remember you for? Um, well, one, one thing that the coaching staff has told me, and I'm not talking about just the women's coaching staff, but everybody around since you were hired and just having you around the office, that, oh, yeah, Dylan comes in, always positive. I mean, Dylan's never had a bad day. I'm sure there are bad <laughs> days, but he's always smiling, always has something good to say. Everything is – it's always the best day that there's ever been. You know, I'm, and with these frustrations, I know you hold yourself to a high level. You've been a part here in a previous career here at Newman of mm -hmm. some – very, very high-level success with Newman women's soccer. So I can understand how you keep the girls positive just because of your outlook on life and how you are. But you mentioned, you know, talking to your wife, needing to, needing to stay patient. Mm -hmm. How do you keep yourself positive so that you can be the leader that this team needs right now? Um, you know, I think one thing that we've I've communicated to players is, is take a little bit of time after the game. And, you know, you can reflect however you want. Is your choice of what you need to get past, you know, a loss, a bad game, you know, a missed shot, you allowed a goal, whatever it may be. But after that, you know, move forward from there because there's nothing that's going to change that. Otherwise, just have some, um, some reflection on what you did right, what you did wrong, and then move forward from there, whether it's watching on film, whether it's asking the coaching staff questions, whether it's asking your teammates questions. Um, that was the big thing I relayed to them is, like, you can't go back and fix it. So learn from the, the failure or the success and just build from there, and that's – that's the way I've, I've always tried to approach it with them is, I, you know, we can always be frustrated in the day before, but it's not going to change the current day we're in. So 
again, approach this day as best you can, and let's become better players. Newman Jets women's soccer getting started. MIAA play Northeastern State and Rogers State on Friday and Sunday this weekend. Talk a little bit about the strength of the league this year, and you don't necessarily have to reveal your preseason coaches bracket, but who are the teams that you think are going to be at the upper echelon of the MIAA this season? For sure. I think it's, you know, you have UCM and UCO have always kind of been the top two. Um, and then Emporia has really grown the program. Um, you know, they were in the national tournament last year, Northwest Missouri State. Um, they were in the national tournament last year. So, um, and then you have a bunch of new coaches. They're going to come in and try to prove a point and try to prove that they belong with their team. So, I, like I said, I think regardless of who the team is, there's not a team on the schedule where I'm like, all right, we'll be just fine. Um, it's every game is going to be tough. But the, like I said, the the old guard, as you could say, with UCM and UCO and, you know, Emporia starting to move in there. Washburn's had a good start. So, like I said, I think the league's up for grabs as it – as it seems to be year in and year out. And, you know, we want to stay competitive and keep working with each other. And you notice me playing on my phone right now. If you happen to be watching on the uh, on the YouTube channel, if you'd like to do what I'm doing and make sure you've got the schedule right, you can download that Newman Jets Athletics app. It's got a full link to the whole schedule, all the apps, all the information, and as well as some video coverage if you'd like to watch the matches this week at Wilkins Soccer Field. And let's wrap up with that, Coach. It would be a little weird playing your old Heartland conference rivals so quickly a week after each other with Rogers State uh, but next up on the docket of course the Riverhawks of Northeastern State it's a 7 o'clock kickoff at Wilkins Soccer Field there will be video available I know that Johnny Freedom does a great job on the coverage for you guys out there but what do you expect to see out of NSU what makes them so good uh, I think Chase has, has really defined his program of like they're going to work hard and they're going to come at you um, and so they've always done a great job and that's from just seeing them in a few games is that's what they're going to do. So they're going to they're going to press us and they're going to make us have to be excellent in getting out of pressure quick. So that's what we're what we're going to prepare for and, and expect and and see what we can do um, against them. Like I said, it's it's always fun playing against them because they're a hardworking group and it's really going to test your team and really push your team to the limit. Not only technically but like physically as well. It's like we're going to have to deal with that and, and see how we come out of there. Like that's our last uh, non-conference game per se, as it's a pod game. And then uh, we're ready for conference on Rod with Rogers on Sunday. So that is what's coming up Friday on the 16th on the MIAA Network, the MIAAnetwork.com slash Newman. Real quick, because I, I know that this has been in the plans, may not have actually gotten it started yet, but I know that you guys are working if it may already be underway or coming up very shortly, some sort of a weekly kind of a podcast deal just focused on women's soccer? Yeah. Do you guys gonna... have, have that those details finalized yet? Yeah, so uh, Johnny Freedom, he, uh, he's he been very involved with uh, not only our play-by-play on our stream, but he, he likes to get involved and get to know our players. And so he's he's going to do some one-on-one. So he's already done. Awesome. He'll do some with me. He's done one with uh, Yaya Puentes, and then he'll do some – uh, some things around campus, whether it's a walk through campus, a okay. walk on the field. Um, he just wants uh, he wants people to get a little bit more in-depth and, and know our players more than just the soccer player. Um, and that could be just questions about themselves or just, like, fun questions, fun facts. I mean, when he releases the one with Yaya, it's quite entertaining. So uh, make sure you check that out. It's It was fun to watch live, so it'll be good to watch on video as so well. When, do, you, do you guys know exactly where you're going to be posting that, or will, it, will the Twitter page just be the best place to go? Uh, Twitter, Instagram, and, and our Facebook page. Okay. All three of those will have uh, 
the the video posted on there, so it'll be okay. it'll be good to watch. And it'll be at Newman Jets W S O C on Twitter if you like to follow these ladies. Once again, MIAA opener is coming up this weekend. Next up, Northeastern State on Friday at seven o'clock, and then another matchup with the Roger State Hillcats one o'clock. The MIAA Network.com slash Newman seven p.m. Friday, one o'clock on Sunday. Coach, let's have a good weekend. Thanks so much. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Next week we're going to be back here on the show. We talk a little cross country next week, and also Maria Stevens from women's soccer. So until then, Blake Cripp saying, go Jets.